Hello, and welcome back to the Book Marketing Tips and Author Success Podcast. I'm I'm excited about this show, in particular about social media, not because I I have, as you all know at this point, I have a little bit of a love-hate relationship with social media, but I've started teaching a class recently called How to Market Your Book Without Social Media, and it is by far one of my most popular classes. And part of the reason is because I think that a lot of authors are just feeling like their message is not getting heard. They don't really know what they're doing on social media. They're just, they feel like it's just this black hole. And I thought it would be kind of fun to start off talking about the burn rate of these social media platforms. And by burn rate, and that maybe that's not the, exactly the right term, how, what's the longevity of everything that you post on social media? Because that longevity has a lot to do with how much effort a particular social media site takes. So LinkedIn um, is 24 hours, meaning that any post that you put on LinkedIn has a 24-hour time lifespan, right? Mm -hmm. Instagram is 48 hours. Facebook is six hours, right? Um, Twitter is 15 to 18 minutes. That's Mm -hmm. scary. But TikTok is instant, So, and I was actually, I was teaching a class in Denver and I had somebody like dispute me on that. And these are not numbers that I made. Like, this is not something that I just pulled out of my hat for the show. (laughs) This is something that I did some research on. And when I asked this person, I said, she's like, no, because I have videos that get views and blah, blah, blah. I said, yeah, but how much content do you have to put out there on TikTok? Mm -hmm. And she said, well, I really have to set, put up like, three videos a day at a minimum. And the problem with, right? I'm just like groaning and grunting over here in the background, listening to these stats. (laughs) But I mean, you know, Amy, the problem with that is that look at all this time that you could be promoting a book. And look, I'm not anti-TikTok. This is not like, if that's like your thing, but I think going into social media, you have to really realize that your posts don't, they don't have an infinite lifespan. I mean, can somebody find something that you did four years ago on Instagram? Sure. Does it happen all the time? Absolutely not. Right. You know, whereas like YouTube, I mean, the YouTube lifespan is about is 20 days, which obviously speaks to why YouTube is just so wildly popular. Um, but a blog, and I remember when I was in the class and I said, you know, a blog post has a two-year lifespan. Everybody just kind of looked at me like I was speaking Greek or something. I'm like, yes, a blogs are still an effective way to get your message out there, right? And nobody really talks so much about blogs anymore. Podcasts, a single podcast lasts about 178 days. And we've seen that with our own show. Like we get people that go, they usually don't go back to year one, right? They'll go back maybe the first part of the year or something like that for a podcast. But those numbers kind of put into clarity how much care and feeding each of these sites takes. And so, you know, talking about getting more visibility on social media, I mean, Amy, you, your team runs our social media and they're, you're very good at it. And I love the fact that I don't have to be on my Twitter every single day trying to think of something to post. Mm-hmm. But um, talk me through, like, if somebody's sitting in front of you saying, well, I don't really understand this. I feel like I'm failing at social media. What would you tell them? 
Oh, well, and it really is platform dependent. You know, yeah. we, we get authors when we start working with a new client, we do ask them to share their any social platforms that they've created that they might want to use, that they do use all these things. And I will always be very candid with them if I feel like a platform isn't a good fit, you know, based on their topic, their genre, just everything else they have going on, um, to your point, because there's only so many hours in the day. Um, and so, yeah, the Twitter stuff, it, it's really, and it's interesting because Penny, you already have a pretty dedicated following, but that's the prime example. You've been doing this for how long now, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and even that requires very smart, thoughtful, strategic brainstorming about what's working, what's not, what are people responding to? What are they commenting on? And it is challenging because not all of it makes sense either. You know what I mean? There's always going to be outliers. There's always going to be unicorn posts. There's always going to be off days. You know, maybe it's a long weekend. You know what I mean? So there, there's that element of it too, is that there are always outside factors that you can't control that also make figuring out social media, I'm doing air quotes right now, really complicated. Right, exactly. And I think that where I, where the, the, the popularity of the How to Market Your Book Without social media classes come from is that authors got on all of the platforms because they thought they had to, right? Yes. So they're on Twitter and they're on Facebook and they're all over the place and they fe- it feels very scattered because it is scattered, right? And at the end of this class, we talk through, okay, so maybe you want to keep one of your social media sites. And I always tell authors, I'm like, you know, you it's not about being everywhere. It's about being every you know, everywhere that matters. And to your point, you really want to find the social media site that is the that is the right fit for you. I mean, I think that's step one. Right. Step yeah, absolutely. Oh no, I was just gonna say in, in finding really making a tough decision about what works for your personality. And also where your reader demographic is, you know, and I think to your point, Penny, that might tell you whether or not it's realistic for you to be on social media at all, or if you need to look at other channels, because if you're like, well, this is how I like to operate if I'm going to do social media, but if that doesn't align with who your reader market is, then why bother? You know, right. Right. If If your reader market is on TikTok and you're like, I would rather insert you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'd rather wash a cat than make TikTok videos, but that happens to be where your reader market is hanging out. Then find other channels, other avenues of book promotion, you know? Right. Right. Exactly. And sometimes you have to a little bit reverse engineer your social media platform. So mm-hmm. I always recommend follow other people in your market, follow other authors in your market who have that write in the same genre, right? and who have a substantial following. And first off, it's good to network with people. So it's a great networking exercise, mm-hmm. but follow them and see, get a feel for, and I never encourage authors to copy, but let this inspire you to let their social media feed inspire you to where you could potentially go, right? Because sometimes you just need one or two really good examples to kick mm-hmm. this off. and. I, cause I, sometimes I see stuff in a feed. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's such a good idea. And I'll take it and maybe discuss it with Amy or create something and kind of make it, make it my own. Mm-hmm. Right. And, 
And there, the other piece of this too is, is that you want to, so find one social media site and be consistent with your posting. Be, always be, don't, like, sometimes I know authors like, well, I'm just going to populate, you know, 10 or 15 posts and kind of see what happens. No, no. Amy said that at the onset, like, I've been on social media for a long time and have a very, very dedicated following, but that did not happen overnight. And it happened with knowing what the, what the, you know, the follower wants Mm -hmm. to see and being consistent with that posting. Yes. Exactly. And to your point with the, the consistency and repeat yourself, you know, talking about this in the green room, you know, you gave all those stats about how quickly information goes away on these different platforms. You have to repeat yourself. You have to get used to that. Yes. Change up the wording, get creative, but I've coached our clients through this, you know, constantly be featuring your positive reviews, constantly be asking, reminding people, if you've read the book, please get over to Amazon. The link is in my bio. You can't say those kind of things enough. Yes, you need to put other content on there that's interesting, entertaining, funny, insert all of the things. It can't all be about you as much as... (laughs) But that's actually a relief for a lot of authors. They think that they have to be front and center all the time. That's actually not how social media works. You know, if you make an account that's just a big homage to yourself, then most people are probably going to get freaked out and not follow for very long. (laughs) Right. But, But truly, you need to repeat yourself. So consistency... And we've talked about this before on social media shows, find themes that work for you and stick to those themes, work those themes for a while, because you can give people something to expect, something that they enjoy. And it's like, you know what? I like following this account because she posts some funny stuff or this person, you know, every time I check them out, they have another really good tip that I've actually used, you know, so stay consistent, post all the time, but become in this case expected for a social media presence is actually a good thing. Right. Right. Exactly. And it's a, sometimes it takes you a little bit of time to kind of get, find your groove, which is why when I teach a social media class, I talk a lot about brand marketing versus book marketing. The best time to get your feet wet in social media is when you have nothing to sell because you want to start to get, you know, you want to start to build figure out what resonates with the, with your followers, use hashtags. And I can't give you a list of the hashtags to use the exact hashtags to use because it varies depending on, um, depending on what you're posting. But, you know, we use a lot of hashtags like, you know, indie author and author life and things like that. But the best time to start doing this is before you have anything to sell, or even, you know, if you're, if you feel like, oh, you know, my first release, I didn't really hit it out of the park. The in-between time and during releases is a great opportunity to start to build more followers. A lot of times authors will tell me, I don't really know what to say. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Think about showing a little bit of your author life. And I, I don't mean to get creepy. Like I'm not to do, like don't give people a tour of your house, like a video tour of your house or anything. Unless you have an amazing house, we want to see it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I want to see it. But I mean, give them a little bit of a, give them a little bit of a snippet of your life. So we have an author and she has a farm and she raises um, sheep. And, you know, when like a baby is born and she'll share that on her social media and that's, that's super cute. And that is her, that's her snippet into her life, 
right? Mm-hmm. And people, you know, her followers just love it. And so you have to kind of figure out what you're comfortable sharing. And also, I think it's fair to say, share what it, the, the life of an author is like. There was a post, and I don't remember the name of the author, but Amy, you and I talked about this. She was on Twitter and she got on Twitter after doing a book signing and she was like, oh, just like four people showed up and I'm so like, you know, I sat there and I'm so sad. And this post, do you remember that? This post went oh, yeah. viral, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. She had Stephen King telling her to keep her head up and stuff. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, it was so cool. I mean, everybody jumped on all these big name authors just jumped on this post and you can't recreate, like I've had authors ask me, so so how can I make something like that happen for me? <laughs> the I can almost guarantee you the author did not plan it. She just went out and shared what she was going through, right? Yeah, and exactly. people, people resonated with it. And sometimes that's how it happens. Yeah, and we just did, you know, we've done a show on influencers. And I I do want to note, like, that's why so many influencers end up doing so well is because the ones that do, they put themselves out there. Yeah. A lot more than most of us are probably comfortable with, but it is a good example of why that works. You know what I mean? A really successful influencer totally puts themselves out there to their followers. You know, they talk about the things you're not supposed to talk about. They share personal things and that's what gets people fascinated. And that's what makes people trust them. They're like, well, this is pretty real. Like, you know, somebody wouldn't share all this stuff about themselves if they weren't an authentic human being. That may not be true. They could be great actors, but either way it works. So, you know, insight into your life, insight into your author process, your writing process, um, and again, even what you may think is mundane, it just shows that you're another human being and people connect with that. So maybe you've got a great garden, you know, do a quick video of you introducing people to what you have going on in your garden this year. You might think that has nothing to do with my books, but that's what makes you human. And that's what makes you likable. Yeah. You know, that's... the fact that you wrote a book doesn't make you necessarily likable. <laughs> right. Right. Sorry. <laughs> but but no, I think that's absolutely true. I think, you know, sharing that little, and you have to kind of find what, because I understand the privacy of social media or the lack of privacy as it were, but you have to kind of find that snippet of your life that you feel comfortable sharing. And people really love, they they love it when authors, you know, open the kimono, so to mm-hmm. speak. Yep. So, Yep. But I think, you know, if anything, the takeaway from the show is, is that when it comes to how many social media platforms that you're on, consider, like I said, consider the shelf life of your, of the various um, posts that you do and what we just talked about in the show, but also consider where there's a reader match to your audience because maybe your readers aren't on Twitter and maybe all of your effort there should, you know, pin a post to the top of whatever social media site that you're going to exit and don't necessarily get rid of it, but just say, follow me at, follow me at Instagram, follow me on YouTube, follow me on whatever. And I think finally, and this is actually, I'm I'm saying this more for myself than for anything else, get comfortable doing video because video is just, and it's like, I, 
I don't know why I have such an aversion to video. I'm like, oh, right. But you got to get comfortable with doing video because video is, it's a great way for readers to get to know you too. Absolutely. Video, and we've talked about this before, Penny, No, in, in other um, examples, but nobody else can be you. You know what I mean? You might be in a genre on Amazon that has over a hundred thousand, you know, competing titles, but nobody has your brand. And video is such a great way to be unique in a big sea of competing titles and authors, you know, nobody can replicate what you can share through a video, especially, you know, that is a very, I hate to use the word intimate in case it freaks anybody out, but you know what I mean? It really is a next level introduction into your world. And so I agree with you video. I don't like being on video. So I I 100% get it, but when it comes to branding and marketing, it, it absolutely is, is going to carry more and more weight as we go along for sure. Yeah, it absolutely is. I was on, when I did the Denver, with the Denver conference was great. I don't know if I told you this when I did the Denver conference, cause I think you were just getting ready to leave for vacation and uh, they videotaped all the sessions. It was actually a really cool system, right? So it was a camera that kind of followed you around the room, but they also had a screen up where you could see yourself on video. I'm literally still traumatized from that. Like sometimes you were like a Peloton instructor. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I was just like, oh my gosh, who's the chick? I'm like, oh, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Myself on video is so traumatizing. So I completely get it. At a certain point in your life, you need lots of filters, people. But right, uh, but that's why it's great, though. You can take nobody knows that the one that you post is your fifteenth take. <laughs> right, that's absolutely yeah, that's absolutely true. Anyway, we hope that this show has been helpful. We love your show ideas. A lot of these shows, by the way, come out of show ideas. So send them our way, and we love reviews wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bye bye. 